Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Good morning. It's Thursday. Breaking overnight, those Epstein documents now being released. What they are revealing and the immediate fallout. It's January the 4th. Good morning. This is Today. Unseal, the first batch of court documents related to Jeffrey Epstein now made public, naming specific people linked to him. High-profile figures in politics, pop culture, and more. We'll have the very latest, the key takeaways, and how some of them are responding. Here it comes, that cross-country storm heading east. Millions waking up to winter weather alerts with more on the way. Al's updated forecast and the impact on your weekend just ahead. On edge, deadly explosions in Iran and the killing of a top Hamas leader in Lebanon, pushing fears of a broader war in the Middle East to new heights. This morning, new calls for revenge and how the White House is responding to the escalating tensions. Chaos in court. A convicted felon launches himself over the bench and attacks the judge. Is she okay? The shocking moment caught on camera, how that judge is doing this morning, and the new trouble that man is now in. All that plus, today exclusive, the brand new program being rolled out this morning, making it easier for people to get popular weight loss drugs, how it works, and the concerns some critics are already raising. And heartwarming rescue. Dude, this is period right here. This is Take a look out your window. The Coast Guard saves the day after a family dog falls off a cliff. Inside the touching mission and reunion. Today, Thursday, January 4th, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Welcome to today. It's a Thursday morning. So happy to have you with us. How about little Leo? What a story. Got saved. Yeah, they were on a hike. I guess the little dog got ahead of the of his owners. <laughs> and then uh, the Coast Guard came in, swept him up. Happy ending to that story. A really sweet ending. Yeah. Meanwhile, Al is keeping his eye on a major winter storm. It's already slammed the West Coast, and now it is on the move, set to bring snow to parts of the Northeast. We're going to get to your forecast, Al, in just a moment. But we are going to start with that breaking news overnight. Those newly unsealed documents from a lawsuit tied to the Jeffrey Epstein case. And they include references to well-known public figures, politicians, and celebrities. Among the names, former presidents Clinton and Trump, Prince Andrew, magician David Copperfield, and Michael Jackson. NBC senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett spent much of the night going through those documents. Uh, Laura, what did you learn? I finished those documents, and the men referenced in these materials we are about to discuss deny any wrongdoing. They deny having any contact with him at all in the past couple of years, certainly not knowing about the harm he inflicted. Not one of them has been criminally charged for anything connected to Epstein. But seeing all of the names now in the court record, it's a searing reminder of his influence and his reach. This morning, for the first time, hundreds of court records tied to the convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, now made public. 
The more than 900 pages of materials previously deemed confidential includes references to familiar names, from politicians to celebrities, many of them previously linked to Epstein before his suicide in 2019. Former President Bill Clinton and Donald Trump mentioned in deposition transcripts. Both have denied any wrongdoing. In one, a woman who once worked for Epstein recalled he spoke to her about Clinton, saying Epstein told her one time, quote, that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. A spokesman for Clinton referred NBC News to a prior statement from 2019, saying he had not spoken to Epstein in over a decade and was unaware of Epstein's crimes. The same woman says Epstein once suggested calling Trump for an outing in Atlantic City. Other prominent names also littered throughout the documents, including the late pop star Michael Jackson and magician David Copperfield, mentioned as being at Epstein's house in Palm Beach, Florida, according to one survivor who says Copperfield asked, quote, if I was aware that girls were getting paid to find other girls. He did not immediately return a request for comment. All of the details contained in the official court records from a civil suit filed by Epstein accuser Virginia Jufre against Jelaine Maxwell, Epstein's longtime girlfriend and accomplice, who is currently behind bars for sex trafficking. Jufre reiterated in her now unsealed deposition she was directed to have sex with Britain's Prince Andrew, something he has repeatedly denied the two later settled a separate sex abuse lawsuit. Jeffrey telling Savannah in 2019, How did this happen for so long? Sigrid McCauley, Jeffrey's attorney, says her client supports the documents being made public and they only begin to scratch the surface. We learn more each time about how this sophisticated trafficking operation happened for so many decades and how many people were involved. It was vast, it was significant, and it harmed literally hundreds of young women. Laura, this really kind of fleshes out the picture uh, in some of these allegations to have names now released. And there are more documents coming. Sigrid McCauley, Virginia's Virginia's attorney, told me last night, Savannah, there are thousands of pages still left to come. So this is really just the beginning. And remember, two people at least have objected to some of these documents coming out, saying they want to stay anonymous. So there's still a lot more to come here. Okay, the judge will presumably rule on those. Yeah. Okay, Laura. Thank you. All right, another major story we're following. That major winter storm now moving across the country. It's set to impact a lot of folks on the East Coast this weekend. Al is tracking it for us. Al, good morning. Which way is it headed? Well, it is headed our way already. Winter storm watches and warnings out through the southwest and in the Rockies. So today, heavy snow in the central and southern Rockies. Showers and thunderstorms pushing ahead through Texas today. Then tomorrow, this thing runs, races into the Gulf Coast. It intensifies, pulls up a lot of Gulf moisture. So there's also a severe threat for the east central Gulf Coast. And then tomorrow, or on Saturday, I should say, snow develops for the interior. But it looks like it's going to change quickly to a mix of rain and snow and maybe just rain uh, from New York to the south. But there is going to be strong winds and rain developing. So there will be airport delays. And Sunday, as it pulls away, we're going to look for heavy snow and high winds for parts of New England, snow showers through the Appalachians. Now, here's the deal. 60 miles makes a big difference. These are the model forecast tracks, the main ones we're watching. 60 miles spread. So 
If it stays with this inside track, uh, that means heavy snow for the north and south, uh, I should say for the north and west of New York City, you can see not much going on down to I-95 Carter. But you go 60 miles to the south with this storm, and all of a sudden you've got heavy snow stretching from Keene, New Hampshire, Albany, all the way down to New York, even parts of Philadelphia, northern Philadelphia could see that. But right now, we think it's going to be the more northern track, so that's less Less snow along the eastern seaboard, along the I-95 Carter, and more snow. But we're going to have to continue to track this because those mm. paths are wobbling, guys. Mm. All right, Al, thank you. We turn now to the 2024 presidential race. Republican frontrunner Donald Trump is now asking the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn a ruling in Colorado that banned him from that state's primary ballot. And it comes with the first voting just 11 days away. NBC's Garrett Hay covers the Trump campaign. So, Garrett, tell us about this appeal that the Trump legal team has filed with the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, Savannah, Donald Trump and his attorneys are making the case that the public has a right to vote for the candidate of their choice and that Congress alone has the authority to, to decide who's eligible to appear on ballots, not state courts. This is in response to this Colorado Supreme Court ruling declaring Mr. Trump ineligible to be on the ballot because of his role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol, something Mr. Trump's lawyers are now pushing back on, claiming that there was no insurrection for him to have been a part of at all. Now, several courts in other states have dismissed similar attacks Attempts, but last week, Maine's top election official ruled Mr. Trump ineligible there for the same reason. So he's appealing that decision, too, and he'll remain on the ballot in both states while this process plays out. And speaking of, you have the campaign trail happening right now. You've got these ballot issues going. But Trump's kind of got this Obi-Wan Kenobi thing happening huh. where the more these things come against him, the stronger he seems to get within the Republican primary field. Always happy for a political Star Wars reference, Savannah, and you're right. I mean, Trump maintains this commanding lead in the Hawkeye state, and that contest now increasingly looks like it's a battle for second place between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, who both had to defend Trump and are basically set to square off in a debate next Wednesday that could influence that second place decision. And it comes during a month where Mr. Trump faces multiple court proceedings. He'll be back and forth for hearings on the election interference case in D.C., civil fraud trial in New York. That we know he plans to attend. All of it creates this unprecedented political split screen. Meanwhile, President Biden is set to give a speech now tomorrow, marking the January 6th anniversary. He's expected to cast Trump as a threat to democracy. That's become a key part of his campaign message. Savannah. All right, Garrett, thank you. And may the force be with you. And also with you. (laughs) Turning now to the escalating violence in the Middle East, an investigation underway after twin bombings killed nearly 100 people at a memorial event in southern Iran. And there are new questions this morning about the strike that killed a top Hamas leader in Lebanon. All of this raising fears over the potential for broader conflict across the region. NBC's chief international correspondent, Keir Simmons, is in Beirut. Hey, Keir, good morning. Hoda, good morning to you. A senior administration official says that Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, is set to head to the Middle East again, his fourth visit since the October 7th massacre in Israel, as the U.S. struggles to combine its support for Israel with deterrence towards Iran and handling the growing anger in places like Lebanon here and across the region. With crowds in Tehran shouting death to Israel, death to America, Iran's response so far restricted to fiery words. 
24 hours after a double bombing killed 84 people as they marked the death of an Iranian military leader assassinated in a U.S. drone strike four years ago. U.S. officials saying America was not involved in these bombings. We have no reason to believe that Israel was involved in this explosion. Pointing to terrorist groups like ISIS. But in the Red Sea, attacks on ships by Iranian-backed Houthi rebels are now threatening price rises and major delays. Two U.S. officials tell NBC News the White House is considering, with allies, targeting Houthi rebels inside Yemen. And the leader of Iran's proxy militia, Hezbollah, vowing revenge for the killing of a Hamas leader here in Lebanon, a crime, he said in a speech, that will not go unpunished. Nine Hezbollah fighters were killed in clashes on the border with Israel last night. The chief of Mossad this morning vowing to hunt down every Hamas member involved in the October 7th terror attacks inside Israel, where 1,200 were killed. And this morning, the families of those Americans taken hostage during the attacks, releasing an ad calling on government leaders to do more to bring them home. Every second counts. Amid the tension, statements by Israeli government hardliners calling for Palestinians to be removed from Gaza, branded irresponsible by the US. Across the Middle East, anger unabated, with the risk of unleashing a wider war. And the funeral for that Hamas leader gets underway here in Lebanon this afternoon. There are some in Israel who worry that assassinations only add to the bloodshed, but Israel does appear to be writing a new chapter in its long history of targeting its enemies wherever it can find them. Hoda. All right, Kier Simmons for us there in Beirut. Kier, thank you. Let's stay on the topic of those ongoing attacks in the Red Sea. Many of those ships supply the U.S. with crucial goods and supplies. And now some major carriers are being forced to change their routes. Let's bring in our senior business correspondent, Christine Romans. Christine, good morning. Once you start playing this out and seeing Mm -hmm. the logistics and and shipping companies having to work Mm -hmm. around this tension, it really has an effect on the economy. It really does. And the Houthi rebels, that's exactly the the modus operandi, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to tweak the West because this is essentially a super highway Mm -hmm. for international shipping. Goods come through here. Now, these these shipping companies are rerouting, but that's going to add time and cost to all those goods going through there. 10 to 14 days to go around uh, the Horn of Africa. So it's going to cost more. We've already seen the freight rates rising. Yeah. We've already seen some surcharges. We know there could be delays for spring and summer products. So this is something that's happening very far away that literally could affect what's happening in your grocery cart. That's interesting. Yeah, we haven't seen the inflation on this yet. Um, and there's some hopes that they can try to mitigate that. I think a lot of people are probably wondering basically, how is that going to affect me? So will it affect you on like everyday things, groceries you mentioned? You know, we know a lot of things are uh, are going to be delayed and they will cost more to get to the U.S. to get to store shelves. I was looking at the manifests of these ships that went through mm-hmm. this area in December and it reads like everything in your house, you know, tennis shoes, sporting goods, Macy's, mm-hmm. Target, Ikea, all these companies are scrambling to figure out how to uh, compensate for the extra the extra time it's going to take to get things there. Will it cause big inflation? Uh, no one thinks it's equivalent to what happened in COVID mm-hmm. when you had shipping and snarled uh, supply lines. So that's the good news. This is not a COVID kind of uh, shipping problem. This is something more minor, but still quite, quite dangerous, yeah. the situation there, especially for people who are working on these ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the White House looking into it, I believe, mm-hmm. today. Yeah, yeah. Issuing a warning yeah. yesterday, the White House and allies saying, look, this is your final call here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this has to stop. Mm-hmm. Christine, right. thank you very much. Thanks, Christine. Uh, at least six state capital complexes across the United States were forced to evacuate yesterday because of bomb threats. It happened in Connecticut, Georgia, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, and Montana. The bomb threats came via email from an anonymous sender. The FBI determined it was all a hoax, but still the agency trying to figure out who sent those emails. Quarter after we turn to Craig and what a scene in Uh, Las Vegas in this courtroom. Savannah Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. This was a shocking altercation. All of it was caught on camera. A defendant curling himself over the bench, as you see there, lunging at the judge during a sentencing hearing. NBC's Liz Courts joins us with details now and the legitimate security questions that are now being raised as a result of what we just saw. Liz, good morning to you. Yeah. Hey, Craig. Good morning. The man who attacked the judge has a history of violent offenses. In court, he had tried to argue that he shouldn't be sentenced to prison for his latest crime. When the judge didn't buy it, that is when he lunged at her, leaving leading to this massive courtroom fight. This is the shocking moment a man attacked a Las Vegas judge in her own courtroom. Clark County District Court Judge Mary Kay Holthus was in the middle of sentencing 30-year-old D.O. Beretton to prison for attempted battery for substantial bodily harm when he unexpectedly jumped over both the defense table and judge's bench and tackled her. Court officials and attorneys jumping to the judge's aid. All of it caught on this courtroom video. Is she okay? A court-martial appearing injured as officers eventually subdue the defendant while helping the judge get back to her feet before escorting her out. The terrifying attack, just the latest security scare for judges nationwide. Last year, a man shot and killed a state judge at his home in Maryland after the judge ruled against him in a child custody case. While in 2020, there was a horrifying attack in New Jersey, where a disgruntled lawyer targeted federal judge Esther Salas, showing up at her home, shooting her husband multiple times and killing her 20-year-old son. Judge Salas told Savannah about her efforts to help better protect the personal information of judges in a law named after her son, Daniel, that has since been passed. What are you hoping will happen now? Uh, What I'm hoping will happen now is that we will expand these protections nationwide. This is a matter of life or death. Wednesday's incident now raising new questions about security in courtrooms. In a statement, the Las Vegas court saying we are reviewing all our protocols and will do whatever is necessary to protect the judiciary, the public and our employees. And according to the court, the judge who was assaulted experienced some injuries and is being monitored. The marshal who was injured was transported to the hospital, believed to be in stable condition this morning. As for the defendant, that attacker, well, he now faces additional charges. Mm-hmm. Craig. Just a wild scene inside that courtroom. This court's for his list. Thank you. All right. Let us check back with mm-hmm. Al. Get the rest of the forecast. All righty. So here's that storm that we're going to be talking about making its way cross country. It's bringing snow. We've got winter weather advisories, winter storm warnings also up through the Rockies. Rain and snow as another storm comes into the Pacific Northwest. Sunshine from the plains, Great Lakes, all the way down to the Gulf. Some fog in eastern Texas. Sunshine in Florida. Breezy and colder and a few lake effect snow, shuries, uh, snow showers through the eastern Great Lakes. And that is your latest weather. Guys. All right, Al, thank you. Uh, still ahead inside the very public feud that's erupted between late night host Jimmy Kimmel and NFL star Aaron Rodgers. NBC's Kaylee Hartung is on that story for us. Hey, Kaylee. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Aaron Rodgers has been the punchline of Jimmy Kimmel's jokes before, but no one's laughing now. After the Jets quarterback made an allegation Kimmel calls reckless, the comedian is even threatening legal action. Coming up, we will have the latest on the apology from one of Aaron Rodgers' closest allies. All right, Kaylee, then a new program beginning this morning. It allows some people to order those popular drugs for weight loss online, and you don't need a visit to the doctor. We will have the exclusive details on that. But first, this is Today on NBC. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. 7.30, almost famous. That was a breakout role for yeah. Kate Hudson mm-hmm. 25 years ago, which is hard to believe. Kate's going to be here in just a little bit. She's had a busy holiday season. By the way, she's an incredible singer. Mm-hmm. We were just watching her during the break. She's got an album coming out this year. And then she's going to show some go-to exercises so we can all feel and look did our you best. you say some people shouldn't have that much talent? I did. I, I yes. just watched her. I said some people have too much talent. And she is one of them. And I mean that in the best yeah, possible the best way. way. All right. We're going to start this half hour with a kind of bizarre feud that has escalated this week between late night host Jimmy Kimmel and NFL star Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it, it rose to a new level when Rodgers suggested on ESPN, without evidence, by the way, that Kimmel could have ties to Jeffrey Epstein. And now the host of that show is offering an apology. NBC's Kaylee Hartung has the very latest on this back and forth. Kaylee, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. So Aaron Rodgers' weekly appearances on the Pat McAfee show has made it one of the most popular on ESPN. The NFL star has stirred up controversy there before, but this time, Jimmy Kimmel believes Rodgers has gone too far, suggesting he might take legal action. An old feud heating up in the new year. Can understand why Jimmy got incredibly pissed. Yeah. ESPN sports host Pat McAfee apologizing Wednesday for controversial comments made on his show by frequent guest, New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers appearing to suggest, without evidence, there might be a connection between late night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't <laughs> Rogers referring to unsealed documents released Wednesday that included names of hundreds of people tied to Epstein. Kimmel's name not among them. There could be some things that were certainly probably meant to be talk joke that can then become something that is obviously a very serious allegation. Mm-hmm. McAfee noting that he and Rogers recorded Tuesday's show on two hours of sleep after the Rose Bowl game, adding he didn't think the comments were serious, calling it locker room talk. I think Aaron is like, hey, this guy has said some stuff about me, you know, in his monologue. I don't think he meant anything else, but he's going to have to clarify that. But that is Aaron and Jimmy. They've been... Uh, 
joust him a bit. Over the past few years, the late-night comedian has made the NFL star a punchline on his show, frequently criticizing Rodgers for conspiracy theories and his anti-COVID vaccine stance. Aaron Rodgers reportedly received a homeopathic treatment over the summer instead of the vaccine. You know, we shouldn't know, because nothing says I heal myself with crystals like this haircut. I mean... But Kimmel making it clear in a post on X that Rogers' latest comments are no laughing matter, denying any association with Epstein and threatening legal action, writing, your reckless words put my family in danger. It's unclear if Kimmel's family has received threats over the matter. After giving Rogers a platform to speak freely on his show, McAfee now leaving the door open for him to clarify his comments. So we apologize for being a part of it. Can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. So, I mean, Kaylee, as you know, both Rogers and Kimmel have these very public platforms, platforms that are on Disney, by the way. They both work for the same employer. So where could all of this go from here? Well, here's what we do know, Craig. Rogers is expected to return to Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday for his regular appearance. And Jimmy Kimmel Live returns to the air on Monday. So I think we're just going to have to stay tuned to see if either continues to fan the flames of this feud. And like you noted... Disney owns both ESPN and ABC, where Jimmy Kimmel Live airs. All sides have declined to comment on the matter. All right. Kaylee Hartung, keep us posted, Kaylee. Stella had this morning new fallout over the resignation of Harvard's President Claudine Gay, which she is now saying about her decision to step down. The mistakes she says she made on Capitol Hill and the accusations of plagiarism she still faces. But first, there's a new way for people to get those popular weight loss drugs. Maggie Vespa's got the story for us. Hey, Maggie. Hey, guys. Good morning. So imagine this, getting prescription weight loss drugs without the in-person doctor's visit, without even the trip to the pharmacy, and then getting the drug shipped straight to your house. One drug maker says it's possible starting today, and we have the exclusive Inside Look next. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. Listen up, true crime fans. It's a big murder trial underway. This Dateline is launching a new podcast with Andrea Canning. Welcome to Dateline True Crime Weekly. We'll cover breaking crime news around I mean, the country. It is the twists, the turns, the With craziness. our best reporters on the case, NBC News analysts, and Dateline producers on the ground. Break it down for us. Just You'll as get as fresh as insights and behind-the-scenes scoops from crime scenes to courtrooms. That is bizarre. Stay in the, the know and up-to-date. So tell us what he said. It Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts. Back 738 now with in-depth today and this morning, an exclusive look at a groundbreaking new effort to combat obesity in this country. Well, it comes from pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly, and it lets some patients buy a drug, a popular weight loss drug, directly from the company, 
without a doctor's appointment and have it shipped right to their door. So, of course, people have questions about this. Is it safe? Uh, NBC's Maggie Vespa is here with more. Hey, Maggie, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. Yeah, this is really huge. So this program starting today called Lily Direct gives obese patients the option of skipping the in-person checkup and instead getting a prescription from a telehealth doctor for the company's drug, ZepBound, and then having those drugs sent straight to their house. A possible hint at the future of medicine that's guaranteed to add to the already mounting buzz around weight loss drugs in the U.S. A new frontier in America's battle against obesity. Pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly launching Lilly Direct, a one-stop shop website where users can find a doctor or telehealth provider and get some prescription medicines shipped to their door. A variety of medications will be available, but analysts say one of the fastest sellers will be the company's weight loss crown jewel, ZepBound. It's the latest weight loss drug in a $6 billion industry that Eli Lilly CEO Dave Ricks says should be accessible to people everywhere. Obviously, there are going to be questions from people about safety, oversight. Can you explain the role of physicians? Yeah, it's a critical part of how the site works. These drugs need to be used under the supervision of a physician, and we're just offering more choice in that regard. Some critics have concerns. One is that easier access could mean more abuse by those who just want to lose a few pounds. Another is the motive behind direct access. They're trying hard to make sure that you can find a path to something that they absolutely want to sell you. That creates at least the appearance of conflict of interest. This is about patient success. Our sales will be the same either way, whether we sell it to uh, CVS or Walgreens or sell it on our website. Eli Lilly is the first pharmaceutical company to allow direct sales, but there have been other attempts to make these drugs more widely available. Weight Watchers acquired a telehealth company so customers can more easily get prescriptions. Novo Nordisk also offers a savings program for their drugs Ozempic and Wigovi. And there are ongoing efforts by Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk to make these drugs in oral versions as well as an easier alternative to the current injectables. Lynn Fenlison says she could have used other options after feeling dismissed by her doctor when she tried to question her weight loss medication. I told my physician I had heard a lot about Monjuro. My physician just made an offhand joke that he had someone he knew who had taken the drug Monjuro, and that was sort of the end of the conversation. I think a lot of people think of obesity as an issue of willpower. It's not. 40% of adult Americans have excess weight or obesity. That's a big number. Lynn, who has been overweight her entire life, eventually got her medication adjusted. She's lost 65 pounds so far. At the correct dosage, it shuts off the constant thought of food. I feel like a normal person for the first time. Yeah, this would be a huge change for a lot of people. And by the way, one more key component of this direct access model is cost. Right now, ZepBound costs just over $1,000 a month without insurance. And Eli Lilly says right now a lot of plans don't cover it. They're working to change that. Lilly Direct itself won't make the drug any cheaper, but the company does offer a savings program that can cut that cost in half. Guys. All right, Maggie, thank you so much. All right, I want to bring in Dr. Roshni Raj, a gastroenterologist, associate professor of medicine at NYU Langone Health. Also the author of Gut Renovation. Mm-hmm. Cute title. Thank you. Didn't know. Yeah, since you're a gut doctor. And I should mention, I, it, you have to have a doctor's visit with this new program. 
just not in person. And it's sort of supplied or facilitated by the drug maker, the pharmaceutical company. Anything about that? That raises your eyebrows. Well, for sure. You know, there are some questions of, is there a conflict of interest here? Now, Eli Lilly is saying they're partnering with an independent telemedicine company. It's called Form. And so the consumer or the patient, however you want to call them, is able to make a televisit with a board-certified obesity specialist. That's a good thing. Um, and potentially, you know, get evaluated, potentially get a prescription for this weight loss medication, which is then shipped by another independent pharmacy to their home. So I have kind of mixed feelings about this. Mm-hmm. On the first, on the one hand, we know many people don't have access to doctors, in particular yes. doctors who are experienced in obesity medicine. So this could really open up the availability of this very important and potentially life-saving medication for many people. We know obesity is a serious chronic disease that has many serious complications. And, you know, I, I think this could really open it up and give more access. On the other hand, as someone who practices medicine, both in person and mm-hmm. telemedicine, I, I always feel like I prefer to use telemedicine for those visits with patients I already know, I have an established relationship with, you know, something simple matters, like maybe they want to discuss a side effect from a medication or, you know, that kind of thing. A new patient coming in to get this medication, which is, you know, while it has very good benefits, there are side effects to it, there are potentially serious complications to ZepBound. I would sort of prefer that to be in person, but we're not in a perfect world. And for yeah. people who can't get access, I think this will give them opportunity. Of course, we're going to have to watch and make sure the appropriate medicine is given to the right people. And it's not just a free for all, yeah. spend two yeah. minute visit with your you know, televisit and then get the medication. And I think I think some people would weigh the, the cost benefit. It's like, wow, would I rather get this uh, drug yeah. and not have all the problems that go along with obesity, the heart disease and all the rest that come with it? Because right. I know people are saying, well, is this right? Should the should the drug company be doing? this, but I guess you have to just weigh out the cost. You have to weigh out the cost. And if you are someone who's going to try this program out and it is a pilot program, you have to go with your gut, Uh pardon the pun, as well. So if you meet that doctor through the video visit and you feel like they're taking their time, they're really asking about your medical history and your weight loss journey, you know, that's a good thing. If they're just rushing through it and sending you the prescription, that's, you know, a potential red flag. Dr. Raj, not to sound too skeptical here, but how much of this is a money play by the drug company, by cutting out the CVSs and the Walgreens and going sure. direct to the consumer. Well, of course, this is definitely going to make money for Eli Lilly yeah. and any other uh, weight loss drug manufacturer who does this kind of program. Um, but it's also opening up access. So if, you know, you're sometimes things that make money are actually good for the public as well. And this might turn out to be the case. I do want to make sure they're also following up appropriately and doing the correct monitoring. Sometimes you need to do blood tests, take vital signs. Mm-hmm. These are things you can't do via video. So I'd like to see how that plays out. Is as there well. any movement afoot to have people, you know, for example, you could use these drugs to, to lose, let's say, Say you somehow found yourself 100 pounds heavier than you once were. Yeah. Lose the weight and then transition off them mm-hmm. once you've kind of, you know, when you find yeah. yourself deep in a hole, mm-hmm. could these drugs kind of get you out of that hole and then you start with healthier practices? I mean, that's the hope, of course, for all of us. However, the studies have shown for most people, these drugs are something that needs to be taken chronically, as mm-hmm. if you had high blood pressure or high cholesterol. Yeah. If you stop those high blood pressure medications, usually the blood pressure comes back up. Mm-hmm. But I will say that it's always recommended to use these drugs with a healthy diet and a healthy mm-hmm. exercise routine. And hopefully if sort of the motivation by losing those 20, 40, 50 pounds gets sort of jump starts mm-hmm. you, you're able to continue the diet and exercise, you may be able to get off the drug. And, and hopefully that's yeah. the, the case. Thank right. you, Dr. Thank you, Dr. Raj. Right. 7.46. Let's check in with Mr. Roker. Check of the weather. Well, we've got a very active weather plat- pattern developing. We're looking already ahead to next week. we got a possible another major storm next starting Monday. Rain and snow in the plains. Severe storm 
storm stretching from Austin, Texas, all the way to Tallahassee, Florida. Then we get into Tuesday of next week. Intense winds expected east of the Mississippi River. Heavy rain will start to develop for the northeast, mid-Atlantic states. Snow back from Chicago to St. Louis up to Alpena, Michigan. We get into Wednesday. Intense winds for the Great Lakes. We could be talking about blizzard conditions and heavy lake effect snow likely to develop from Cleveland to Buffalo and on into the Tug Hill Plateau. So we're going to be watching this very closely as we get into next week as well. And there, even behind that, some really cold air possibly coming. And that's your latest weather. Thanks, buddy. Still had a special New Year's edition of today's five things. If you want to take better care of your health, your diet, and your money in this new year, you do not want to miss what our experts have to say. Coming up on Popstar, we've got exclusive stuff for you. We're revealing IMDb's most anticipated movies of the new year. And Kate Hudson will be joining us here live. Play CNC Music Factory. Oh, she's not here live yet, but she will be. We'll talk about her big plans for the new year. And she's going to teach us some moves to get active and fit. Looking forward to that.